Hey everyone, welcome to yet another episode of the Delta Flyers as we journey through the wormhole with Tom, Harry, Dax, and Quark. Your <laughs> co-hosts along this journey are your favorite helmsman, Robbie McNeil, your favorite forever ensign, Garrett Wong, and of course, your favorite science officer, Terry Farrell. Woo-hoo. Welcome, Terry. Yay. Thank you. Hi, Terry. Again. It's there starting to go. feel normal. This is for you, Terry. I'm giving you some yoga prayer hands. <laughs> yes. I'm feeling really good right now. I just got to say, because I right before we started this, yeah. I opened a bunch of boxes from Amazon. Oh, boy. With new dishes. Mm. I have, we have new serving dishes, new prep dishes, new. It's mm. so exciting because I've gotten into cooking this year. I've got all my kids coming at Christmas with their partners and my granddaughter and my sister and my nephew. Mm. And so wow. I'm ready. I'll be ready to cook now. I got well, how many kids do you have? Three children. You mm-hmm. I have three human children, just like my character had three <laughs> lizard babies. Oh, seriously. Our show. Yes. Yeah. You'll have to watch you have episode. to watch that episode. So you know I do. I have to catch up to Voyager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell tell Terry how old your kids are now because they're no longer kids. My kids are old. They're old. Uh, So you started before I did. I was way too young to be a father, but I have a 33-year-old. Daughter. Daughter, Taylor. I have a 29-year-old son, Kyle. A 25, almost 26-year-old son, Carter. And uh, all their partners. And a granddaughter named Skye. Mm -hmm. My son, Kyle, had a... How old is Sky? Sky's a year, 18 months, nine, uh, 22 months, actually. It's she's, such a squishy age. Mm, she's great. She's Ugh. great. What does With she call all, you? She calls me Babu. <gasps> that's my that's my grandpa nickname. Babu. Self-chosen, though, right? Babu. You know, I picked it. I he, wanted a cool. He didn't want to be weird. Gramps. Yeah, nope. he didn't want that. Grandma. No. No. I'm Babu. He's Babu. I called my grandpa Bampa. Because I couldn't, say, I couldn't oh. say grandpa, so he became Bompa. Bompa. And oh. we called him Bompa all our lives. We never. That's awesome. <laughs> I love yeah. that. So cool. Were you the oldest grandchild? Mm. Were you the first grandchild? So you get I, to pick. That's the you thing. You get to pick. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody else got a cool nickname. He's the only one. Bompa. I like I could Bompa. figure out grandma. How do you figure out grandma, but you can't figure out grandpa? Oh, no. I don't know. But he, he got lucky. Your grandpa got lucky with Bompa. <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah, and it wasn't prompted. My aunt's a Mimi. I think that sounds cool for a grandma. Yeah. Mimi. Yeah. Sounds That's like it's good. mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Max used to call me my. My. Yeah. It went from um, ma, 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 ma to my. To my. my. Mm. <laughs> and then cute. it was mommy. And I was like, no, I'm not a mommy. <laughs> I'm a mama. I'm a my. I'm a my. <laughs> my, my. Awesome. Well, Robbie, it's that time yes. for us yes. to say happy birthday to some of our Patreon patrons out there, they're having birthdays. Yes. So yeah. are you ready for this, Terry? The birthday time? I love yeah. birthdays, celebrating okay. that you're here and making yeah. the world a better place for us. Yay. Yeah. Yay. There you go. There you go. All right. So we have two birthdays. We have one to Lisa Hill. Happy birthday, Lisa Hill, December 14th, mm-hmm. which is the same birthday as Megan and my uh, one day before my birthday. And next up, we want to say happy birthday to, to Mark McCallum, December 22nd. Happy birthday, Mark. So two Sagittarians to say happy Mm. birthday to them. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right, we're back. And let's just jump right into it, Robbie, with our poetry synopsis of this episode, A Man Alone. 
I will start with my haiku and you're going to follow me with your limerick. Yes, sir. Starting with my haiku for A Man Alone. Ibudan murdered. Odo is the main suspect. Bashir for the win. (laughs) I love Bashir for the win. Thank you. I'm team Bashir until (laughs) I'm not. But for now, (laughs) I don't think you'll team Bashir. You're on this bandwagon forever. You're never not going to be a team Bashir person. All right, let's hear that limerick. Here we go. My limerick for a man alone. There's a bad Bajoran on board named Ibudan that Odo thinks really should be gone. He gets stabbed and Odo's framed, but a clone killer is named, and the murder charge is quickly withdrawn. Nice. That's Thank a good you. one. Wow. Concise. Yeah, rhyming something with Ibudan. That was that was not easy. I know there's not cinnamon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Cardamom. My brain hurts. Okay. Yeah, it does hurt. <laughs> Teleplay by Michael Piller, which this is kind of a like film noirish kind of murder mystery, right? Mm. Michael wrote a couple of those on our show, mm. um, and I know he's a big fan of that genre. So. It's always fun. I, I love Michael Pillar's writing. I love Michael Pillar. And this is right up his like fan alley. Like he's a fan of old detective movies and film noirs. So Michael Pillar screenplay, story by Gerald Sanford and Michael Pillar, mm-hmm. directed by Paul Lynch. Paul Lynch gave me my SAG card. Oh. I got in, mm. in the union uh, as a guest star on The Twilight Zone in 1984, 85, something like that. Got my SAG card with Paul Lynch as the director. So. Going back to this Michael Pillar loving film noir, did he yes. write Ex Post Facto on Voyager? Yes, he did. The one where yeah. you were convicted of murder? I think so. I think or not so. convicted, accused of murder? Accused yeah. of murder. Mm-hmm. Similar tone. Similar right? tone, yeah, yeah. Very similar. Yes. I just want to say. Yes. Yes. I think we both did the Twilight same. Zone? Yes. I did a Twilight Zone then too, a remake of one did you do one about um mine was about we weren't in the same one oh i thought you were saying you were the same one i was like oh my gosh okay no i would remember what was yours about i was a mannequin that came to life oh my gosh yeah it was and then i got to be out in the world for a day the only problem was i didn't remember i was a mannequin so you get back to the mall and you don't know why you're there and then Mm -hmm. I can't think of the woman's name. It's escaping me right now. I can't believe it. Of course, now when we're recording, I can't remember her name. But it was a remake of one from... From the original series? Yeah, from the original series. Oh, cool. But it was in... That's so crazy that we did. Yeah, it was 83, 84. I don't remember. I think I was 85. But yeah, so crazy. Yeah. We have that in common. Look at the parallels. Look Look at at the parallels. parallels. I love it. I love it. Get this. Okay. okay, let's jump right into this. Okay, let's do it. very first scene. We're in the hollow suite, and by the way, I love how you guys call it hollow suite, and the difference on Voyager. We say holodeck, right? So we don't yeah. ever say hollow suite ever on our show, but I like hollow suite. We're in the opening scene. We find Dax sitting, eyes closed, in a meditative posture in front of some kind of translucent floating sphere. And what I find interesting is that. You chose to have your hands down in a, as opposed to sort of a hands up kind of a, you know, mantra type of thing. Can I so, tell you? Yes. Energy down, keeping my energy in. All rounded. Oh. In, yes. Right? So, so all of right. this focus, I don't have any extra energy to give out. Yeah. 
And you know, you that's what you do. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling uh, you know, scattered and you're trying to get centered mm-hmm. and you want to get grounded, you put your hands down when you're meditating. Oh, it's only when you have extra energy to give out, extra that love you, okay, that you keep them that open. You keep them open and up. So I shouldn't down say to only. Ground. It just that's how mm. I was taught. Yeah. Okay. But that that posture, that blocking, was that yours or the director was like, I want you to sit here and do all this? I mean, did you did you sort of have some say in that? Yeah, because not many people can sit like I'm sitting that, in that, yes, but it hurts yeah. my ankles more to do crisscross. And I thought if I am crisscross applesauce for mm-hmm. the day, yeah, it, my ankles, it, I'm not going to be able to concentrate on the scene, but I'm ridiculously flexible and I always mm. have been. So putting my feet together like that and leaving my legs open is that was comfortable. Effortless. Yes. For you, it's effortless. For other human beings, impossible. Yes. For yeah. me, right. yeah. two minutes of that, I'd be done. <laughs> all right. So we uh we see we see Dax sitting there, and all of a sudden Flirty Bashir walks in. And Dax already knows it's him by his walk, and he wonders what she's doing. Dax says it's an Altonian brain teaser, a puzzle. It responds to neural theta waves. The goal is to try to try to make the sphere a solid color. So she says, why don't you give it a try? Julian tries and fails miserably. He also fails to get his dinner date with Dax. And they are interrupted by Cisco, who comes in to fetch Dax. And there's a very jealous Julian watching as he, as you two leave. <laughs> all right. You want to talk about that scene at all? Any, any memories I, of that? I have scene? a question. He, yeah, you you put your hands like on, near his head or something, and he says, "Oh, your hands are cold." Oh, that. And right. you say it's a peculiarity of the trill. Is mm. that something like? Was that ever addressed again, or is that just like something no. they put? No, they never the talked about that again. Wow. No, no. In fact, I didn't remember at all. It felt felt like my hands were cold because, well, and Sid's probably were too. We were both smokers at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> They're not cold anymore. I mean. Right. I don't have that problem anymore. But I wonder if they had leaned into that. That would have been an interesting detail about trills, that they were really cold, that you could, you know, you could be comfortable in super cold environments in ways that other people couldn't or something. Oh, Uh, that would have been cool. It is interesting how there there are things like that for all of us that it's sort of like, oh, that was a thread they could have pulled. They could have done something with it. Yeah, it would have been interesting. Why do you start the conversation? When you've got nothing else to say. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so do you have any comments about this particular scene? Um, I don't remember anything. Uh, I don't think I remember anything remarkable about it now. Okay. You fine. are kind of like me, Terry. When we started our podcast <laughs> on Voyager, Garrett was like, oh, do you remember this? Do you remember that? I'm like, Garrett, nope. I, don't, I don't remember anything. I didn't even remember this episode. <laughs> And but stuff starts coming back as you as you piece all these together, you're going to start connecting dots. I'm really excited to see that happen for you because it did happen for me. A lot of things came back that I was like, oh, my God, I didn't remember those details. Oh, my gosh. Yay. All right. What's next? Moving on. We're in Cork's bar. Business is good because of the new wormhole location. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quark and Odo are chatting. They see O'Brien and Keiko in the upper level. They're arguing at a table. And mm-hmm. Quark says that she doesn't like it here. It seems like Quark is in on the pulse of the entire station. He knows all the gossip. We learn mm-hmm. that Odo chooses not to be in a relationship. 
Too many compromises. That's what he says. He has a long speech about this. They do. And I'm and I'm not and I'm not trying relation. to get into the long speech, but you can get into it, Robbie, if you'd like. Well, yeah. he gets into a long speech about all his complaints about being in a relationship. And mm-hmm. I wrote a note. Old school stereotypical male POV. All mm. male writing staff question mark. Yeah. <laughs> because it felt yeah. like yeah. A lot of men sitting around a writing staff room mm-hmm. going, oh, yeah. And you know what my wife did? Mm-hmm. It just felt like it felt like old school TV to me mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. Right. And I early think... 90s thinking, too. So, yes, early 90s go. thinking. But anyway, Odo, Odo does not. He does not want to be in a in a relationship. Clearly. And you Is know your, what um... they told me? He hmm. was in a relationship that hurt. And him. that's exactly what happened. And he got burned. And, yeah. Yeah. And but here's the problem. Why didn't he say something? Mm-hmm. That's the problem. All of us people pleasers. You have to just go, you know what? This is not my I, cup I, of tea. Yeah. Right. And I just really want to watch baseball tonight. That's right. what's yeah. happening. And I just, I need it. <laughs> yeah. I need yeah. it. It's my comfort zone. Yeah. There you go. There you Odo go. needs some therapy. I think mm-hmm. Odo needs to go oh. to some psychotherapy. <laughs> Major. Um, right? They see Cisco and Dax enter. And Odo thinks Cisco is interested in Dax. Quark corrects him. Odo does see a Bajoran gambling at a table, which to me, that table kind of looks like a craps table in a way. Yeah. It looks like they were rolling dice or something. Yeah. But that catches his, his attention. He's seeing this Bajoran because there is some recognition there. and We don't mm-hmm. know what yet. Uh, then we cut over to Cisco and Dax sitting at a table. Dax orders steamed Asna. I'm not sure if this is a vegetable or if this is a, I, I don't know what it is, but it's something that Dax clearly loves and mm-hmm. Curzon loved it too. I mean, this is something that's been in the diet of Dax for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, they talk about their evolving relationship. They also watch Keiko storm off. Uh, meanwhile, downstairs, Odo confronts the Bajoran. He doesn't want him on the station. They struggle. Fight is broken up by Cisco. Odo gives the Bajoran... 26 hours to leave the station, which I thought was funny. It's sort of like, usually like it's, it, you're done. Yeah, you're it's 86. You're, yeah, it's, it's like, you got 10 minutes to get out of here, but he goes, you've got 26 hours to leave here. About 26 hours. Like, that's what a, a long, weird, what a weird, it's a weird number. Am I right? Yeah, right? Yes. It's, 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 it's not like, even 24 hours of in a day. It's 26 hours. You have one day and two hours to leave. It's like, huh? That'd be like, like to us saying, okay, the, the podcast starts at 411. <laughs> Yeah, yes, exactly. we will upload why? the episode at four eleven. It's like why four eleven? Yeah, so, why four eleven? Uh, but I, I want to say I do yeah. remember that scene with Cisco mm. because right because that yes. was like the first time I ever saw him be so animated when he does the whole thing about oh, fricasseed and and and, and fried and, and he's yeah. and he's really yeah he's into it yeah yeah he's like doing his scatting the, right yeah, the Cisco you know, scat man like, comes out yeah so oh, I really see you there. Fricasseed. yeah, yeah. and yeah. I was and relaxed laugh. in the scene doing mm-hmm. the scene with him I was really relaxed yes because yeah. you've seen him do that before as Curzon, right? I, I felt, right? You were kind of- the character. No, I just feel like watching me as an actress, I looked relaxed. Oh, you did. I oh, also oh, thought okay. that I was having fun with him in the scene. And I you think are. that's why I remember it because it was a good memory. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. He seemed relaxed. You, two, The chemistry between the two of you was really strong. It was very relaxed, yeah, was, comfortable. The felt relationship- like we knew each other. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't, but it looked right. like we did. Yes, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yay, job well done. Yes, very, very well done. Next, we <laughs> are. I, I just want to say about yes, Robbie, d- in Quarks, 
the 26 yeah. hours to get off the station. Mm. Odo, Odo, like he's triggered when he walks over there, storms yeah. over there and kicks that guy out. He is so angry. Yeah. Clearly yeah. there's some baggage there. And again, I'll say, I think Odo needs some psychotherapy. It would help him. <laughs> Whatever's the going on. Some yoga. And I know or that Renee practiced yes. yoga every day, but he needed a, a power session. He did before did this he? scene. What? I didn't yeah, know that. Did. Renee practiced yoga every day. Yeah, every day. Wow. wow. Yeah. Good for him. Isn't that cool? Yeah. He and that his wife. Cool. Yeah. I, but yeah, um, he was, he, and it's, he seemed super unprofessional. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uber, like, whoa. Right. But like, as I a viewer, he was hurt that guy. Yeah. As a viewer, mm-hmm. as a any fan watching, has no context of what the heck is going on at this point. We no, don't know. no. At this point, we're like, there's mm-hmm. clearly some history here, but mm-hmm. Odo's, you know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know yet. Why is yeah. he? I don't again? know. No. I still don't know. <laughs> All right. So we pick up in the promenade on the upper level, and O'Brien has caught up with Keiko, and he says, "Listen." I'll put in for a transfer if this is going to make you happy. And she doesn't want him to do that because he'll lose his promotion. And the issue, the issue is that as a botanist, Keiko has nothing to do on this station. So he suggests, listen, you can go on missions to the Gamma Quadrant through the wormhole, this newly discovered wormhole. And you can go back there and and, and collect specimens in the Gamma Quadrant, bring them back, maybe create an arboretum here. Uh, you, there's some certain things that you could do to, to really you know use your botanist skills. Uh, before this conversation is done, Kira hails O'Brien regarding a broken power grid, and he's gone. And once again, showing that he has something where he feels useful, and she is standing there with exactly. no purpose. Yeah, yeah. it's a good yeah. observation. Okay. We're now on the promenade lower level. We catch Jake introducing himself to Nog, who is a bit standoffish to begin with, but eh, it warms up fairly quickly, even though he's eating something cold. It does warm up fairly quickly. I wanted and to eat what he was eating. What was that? Like a, like a, a bomb space pop bomb pop. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> space <laughs> bomb pop. Exactly. What I love is the transition between this scene and the next scene, because yeah. when he finally gives up his, his name, he's like, he's like, my name is Nog like that. And then you cut to Odo in the next scene saying his name is Ipudon. So it, I, it, it I was a really cool too. little. Yeah. 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 And we're in Cisco's office now with this cool transition. And Odo is basically debriefing Cisco regarding this Bajoran individual. Uh, Ibudan was an unethical purveyor of black market goods. That's the best mm-hmm. way to describe him. And unethical in regards to Odo actually knew or saw him not provide medical supplies, medicine to, yeah. medicine to a family, to her daughter, because they couldn't pay for it. And that that off their kid died because of it. So yeah. he felt that was pretty mm-hmm. bad. And then he also tells Cisco that this Ibudan ended up killing a Cardassian officer who wanted a payoff to look the other way. So clearly the Cardassian officer caught him selling these black market goods. And he says, okay, I'll let you go, but you got to pay me this. Ibadan lost his temper, killed him, and he was put in jail for this murder by Odo. So now we know the connection. Odo was the one who put him in jail for the murder, but he was released by the dadgum provisional government. Provisional government mm-hmm. is like, eh, you know what? He killed a Cardassian. Big, big deal, I guess. We'll let him go. Yeah, uh, the Bajorans but, don't don't yeah. care. That they look yeah. the other way. Right. It's, it's well, crime, now you deserve a medal against, of honor. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crime against the Cardassian is okay for mm-hmm. the Bajorans now. Yeah. Yeah. But Odo does say that he will force Ibadan to leave the station. But Cisco kind of lays down the law, forbidding Odo from taking this 
law into his own hands. He says, look, he's done nothing at this point. But uh, I love the fact that he became so stern, though. You know, he really, mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. you know, oh. as, as much as we talk about him having this weight released from his shoulder, Cisco, but here he's still the commander of the station. He's like, look, you just can't go out there and become a vigilante. You've got to go. You have no. to work within the parameters of the law. That's it. Right. So no, and he I, was like serious. Yes, he, he wasn't was. like being yeah. pussyfooting around. It was yeah. like, I don't yeah. give a shit what your yeah. ego's going through. Yeah. He definitely like there was no I mean, he definitely no. stepped on the wrong toes yeah. in Cisco's office. Yeah. So I wrote down comically, I said, Odo just got Cisco'd. So that's my verb, <laughs> Cisco'd. When Cisco <laughs> when Cisco actually dresses you down and lays down the law, you've been Cisco'd. Oh, well. totally. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Like Ferengi'd. Yeah. Like Fren- that, you've oh, been Ferengi'd. You've been right? Cisco'd. Yeah. Well, that he that had to sting. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know exactly. that had to sting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other comments on this scene or can we move on? Um, well, what I did kind of love was that we're seeing two immature boys. <laughs> yeah, it's a, the power and struggle. Tr- right. Yeah. And I'm you the have boss. The... No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to do what you're going to say. <laughs> you're going to do what I'm I say. Nog, and his name is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it was more like Odo has let his... Uh, what triggered him is this immature need to go out and fix it beyond the role. So he's acting on his feelings, right? But mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to go from these two little boys to write a direct close-up of Odo being a yeah. nasty boy about yeah. it. I didn't yeah. even make that connection, but yeah, you're right. The two young, <laughs> physically aged young boys to the yes. gentlemen, the two men that are acting yes. kind of like boys in a way too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, only one of them was. Okay. Yes. One of them acting right. like a boy. Cisco was being an adult. Odo is being, <laughs> Odo is being the boy. Okay. Yes. Very I immature. All right. We now jump to a hollow suite where it's a relaxing spa environment where an alien with interesting webbed hands is massaging Ubudan. Okay, but wait a minute. Did you not think Ubudan? What? Would you not did you not think for a second? I wonder if that would feel good. Oh. (laughs) With the the web on there? I don't know. Not the kissing, but the the webbed hands, yes. Okay. I was watching the actress doing it that had the makeup on her hands, the prosthetics on her hands. Yeah. And she was hardly pushing on him. I was like, Yeah, because she didn't want to mess up the makeup. She didn't want to mess up the makeup on the hands. Okay, but if they were real hands like that, yes, yes, I would like it. It could be kind of amazing. I I think it would be amazing. kind of massage. Yes. It could it could really get into the nooks and crannies of all the knots from stress. Yes. I agree. Okay, back to our story. Back to our show, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a gloved hand enters the frame and pushes the masseuse away, the alien masseuse. And then we see a knife being plunged into Ibadan's back. Dun, dun, dun. The whodunit yeah. begins right here. So bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was very cool. I like the opening shot of kind of through the curtain that was blowing in the wind. And yes. Yeah. Pushing past. Yeah. That was definitely teamwork to make a shot like that. You've got, you know, props people on the curtain. Mm-hmm. You've got... Uh, special and the black rubber wind. glove, mm-hmm. the black, the black rubber, rubber glove. glove. That was really scary. It was like you, okay, yeah, game over. Yeah. I kind of wanted her to run out of the room, though. Right, she yeah. instead of sort of cowering like she did, she should have. Yeah, just but is she ran. a hologram? She is. Hologram? I think she's she a Oh, then she wouldn't be aware, would she? Um, I don't know how that works. I th- well, aren't holograms also? Aware of the situation happening, they, if like they're being I think they would or... role. They would role play the reality of that situation. Yeah. So you're right. She would have that would holog- have went, ah! hologram would have role played terror in that moment. Not that would have been good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Hmm. Would have been nice. Paul was playing with his teddy bear during that scene. <laughs> he was. <laughs> All right. Back on the promenade, we find Jake and Nog up to something. Nog has a small container that he opens slightly to reveal what looks like tiny gnats, but in reality, they're Garanian bolites. And they head off. But all throughout this episode, the camera work is amazing because as they head off, the camera then picks up Bashir, who sees Dax walking past, and he catches up with her to inform her that he knows that Cisco is his competition in his attempt to date her, to woo her. She sets him straight and explains how Trills try to rise above all this romantic temptation. And, you know, I don't think I don't think Bashir can take no as an answer. I think Bashir sees even 0.01% possibility being a possibility. (laughs) He'll take anything at this point, really. Um, Cisco's hails interrupts them, and he is needed in Hollow Suite 4. And as Bashir crosses out of frame, the camera then picks up Jake hiding behind a screen, and we see that he is watching Nog releasing these bow lights on the ground near a Bajoran couple Mm -hmm. sitting at a table having a meal. The couple then start itching like crazy. They get up and they're scratching. Their skin turns different <laughs> colors. They, it reminded me of uh, Charlie in the, in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, so it was like really warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most oh, definitely. the blueberry girl. Yeah, the blueberry yeah. girl. Exactly. And all the meanwhile, Jake and Nog are, are looking on in laughter. Uh, now, this is something I noticed when I was watching it for the first time, and then when I was watching it again today. The female Bajoran. Did you either of you two notice anything about the female Bajoran that was itching? Okay. No. No. All right. What about I saw her? it immediately. And this is what's crazy. Ma- Megan saw it today. As we're watching, she's like, that actress looks like Jerry Seinfeld. She is identical. <laughs> I, it, is ins- it is absolutely insane, guys. If you watch it again, you'll be like, okay. oh, my God. This has to be Jerry Seinfeld's sister or cousin in real life. There's no... Everything about really? that face, it's Seinfeld. No. It is, oh my gosh. It's They were very comedic, those two. They were very they, comedic in their, they were. In their they were good. style. They were. And then, and then do you really remember worked. the camera cut over to another couple coming down the stairs? Watching like the, them, yeah. Yeah, that stopped. Mm-hmm. They stopped and they were yeah. just kind of judgy like, and like staring at them. Yeah. It was, I don't know, it was so odd, that couple <laughs> cutting forth between the couples. Right. And like, why are they being so judgy? And should they call a doctor? Right? Wouldn't like, they come help their fellow Bajorans? Yeah, right? it was really weird. It was well, weird. especially too if these things are like normal. Yeah, wouldn't you go? Oh, oh, oh gosh. they've got the mm-hmm. yeah, they've got the the gnats, those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the space gnats. Space gnats. Space gnats. Anything got... I can't pronounce, I'm going to put space in front of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, they space have Willy bugs. Wonka disease. We get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, well, the uh, Bajoran, uh, Bajoran security officer appears and grabs the boys and takes them away. And we cut over on Keiko watching as the boys yeah. are taken away. And the Bajoran, oh, I wrote this down. And the Bajoran woman looks exactly like Seinfeld. It's what I wrote down in my head. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so yeah, so they're, they're being taken away. Keiko watches them being taken away. And now she's, the wheels are turning because now she's thinking, all right, this this These juvenile delinquent behavior, some, they need yes. some structure. They need structure in their lives. Next up, we have Hollow Suite 4. We have Cisco, we have Odo, we have Kira and Bashir. They're examining Ubadan's lifeless body, trying to make sense of this crime. And they are actually, they have no leads whatsoever because the door Mm-mm. has opened twice. Once, which would have let Ibudan in. And the second time it opened, the killer left. So 
how was the killer already in there? And did the killer follow Ibudan in in the beginning? So there's all these questions. They have no clue what's going on. I have a, a fundamental question. Yes. Okay. About holodecks, hollow suites, uh, the future. Yeah. Okay. I have nest cameras all around my house. Yeah. Yes. Wouldn't you think in a holodeck suite that there would be some sort of like recording oh, let's device? Just go back to the, <laughs> yes. Let's yes. go back to the. They were too busy thinking about flip phones. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to invent flip phones the, the, back yeah, in Yeah, they didn't think about nanny, nanny cams back oh, then. Oh, gosh. But you would think that, that Odo, think? he's trying to piece all this together. Why don't you just pull up the video? It's yeah. a holodeck. Like, well, there, okay, but wait be, a minute. We it wouldn't had have to a be story. Like recording him. No, we wouldn't have a story. Yeah, You're right. We never have mind. A story. No, and then, <laughs> then I would say in the writer's room, he had his do not disturb on. Mm. Oh, smart. You can hit a do not disturb and no recording happens of what well, you're doing. I guess it's there. kind of like, yeah, do not disturb would be like what is um on on like uh Google Chrome or the web browsers. You can go to mm -hmm. what's it called? Um yeah, you can go to like where I don't know, you, let where, us know later. I know, now I've lost my I, I was okay. gonna be I was gonna make but a genius you... connection to but privacy mode or whatever you know, you can yeah. go privacy to like, mode. I like that. So, yeah, if he came into the holodeck and hit privacy mode, because I'm going to have this sexy time with the masseuse or whatever, yeah. The, yeah. With, the, with the things. Going mm -hmm. to funky town. Going yeah. to funky town with the web finger lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you and... don't know her talents, what she can do with those web fingers. Uh-oh, so. uh-oh. Odo should have said, Ooh. oh, he went to oh, privacy my God. mode. My brain went there. <laughs> yeah. I did. I, I'm embarrassed. It's so dirty oh, in there. Oh, my gosh. You're anyway. Turning, you're turning red. Okay. I <laughs> I, Odo's got to piece this together without the future technology of Nest cameras, mm -hmm. but yes. but he does. He he tries. He does a good job. But that was a fair point that you made. Yeah, I'm glad we, you we said have, it. We have the same thing on our show with you know these kind of like why don't they just go to the cameras, Terry? If we're ever at a convention and you forgot to put blush on and we're backstage, I'm going to go webbed hands and you're going to turn red, <laughs> and it'll be good. It'll be all all good. What can you do with those? Webbed what can you hands? do? What can mm -hmm. you do with these webbed hands? And you'll turn red and you'll have color and you can go on stage. <laughs> uh, all right, can we move to the next scene? Yes, let's do that. O'Brien's quarters. By the way, O'Brien's quarters. Look at the design aesthetic inside there. There's bonsai trees all along the walls there super super cool i love that of obviously keiko is of at least in ds9 she's at home she's she's at home and she's of japanese descent uh even though keiko played by rosalind chow is actually chinese american but she plays japanese in this but the the bonsai trees super super cool they're having dinner mm. keiko tells miles about the boys delinquent behavior and that there needs to be a school on the station to keep the kids out of trouble Miles is using chopsticks to eat his dinner. And I thought, wow, look at that. That's not bad. I like that. Yeah. I um, like that right away he reacts to her saying that, that you're like, oh, this is going to happen. Oh, Because yeah. he was you know. like, what? Did you say you have an idea for a purpose? Yeah, yeah it was it was a pretty uh, hit the nail on the head. On the Ahead. On the head. I, at the I end almost of got the a headache from the scene. Yeah, it was it was a <laughs> big hammer hitting that huge big, big nail. What this place needs is a school. All right. Who's going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> There's no uh, mystery detective story in this school story. In this B storyline? No. no it's just, that's it's just right dead on. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, next up, we're in Cisco's office. We find Kira entering to find Cisco with Mr. Zara, a Bajoran who runs the Transit Aid Center. He says that he had a conversation with Ibudan an hour hmm. before his death. Ibudan was afraid that Odo would kill him. That's what Mr. Zara said to Cisco and also now to Kira. Uh, so now we're thinking, hmm, did sure. Odo do this? Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> He's he was kind of creepy too. The this guy he, he was he yeah. yeah who Eddie is this Albert Junior. Yeah, Eddie Albert Junior. Eddie Albert. Eddie I've seen Albert him before Junior. Eddie Albert the the. I actually act. worked with this guy twice. Yeah. Oh, oh. my gosh. Yeah, Eddie Albert he plays Jr. like sort of creepy. Characters. Yes, hundred percent. Like he's mm-hmm. been in like horror films and mm-hmm. sci-fi films, and, and then he wasn't. Playing. And then yeah, what horrible. happened to him? Yeah. Yeah. Like his his era was the eighty late eighties early nineties, and then bye bye. You know, yeah. maybe he went yeah. into another occupation. Who knows? All right. Interior of Ibudan's quarters. And this was I, I was a little confused here because when I when you read the script, you're thinking, wait, his quarters on the space station. But no, it's actually his quarters on his ship because you do oh. have an exterior. Yeah, there's an exterior space. Thank you shot. for saying that. Mm-hmm. There's an exterior space shot right before this of the station with a ship docked to one. You know, oh, corner I saw of that. It yeah, like I that. yeah, I got that. I got this was his. Because of the but, double bunk. No, and all that. I must have looked down at yeah. my drink or if, my yeah. notes That's or something, but I totally a missed it. Split second of looking down yeah. on and any I missed Star everything. Trek, you're going to miss a lot you of stuff. You cannot oh, look away from Star Trek. Please no, don't fire no, me. No. I, no. I'm not going to get fired, am I? <laughs> no. You're, you're not even going to, you don't even get a warning on this one. No. It's okay. We get it. We get By it. By the way, uh, this, so they're in the Ibadan's quarters on his yes. ship. Mm. Yes. This officer or someone is, is bringing Odo in. Mm-hmm. This officer, they looped all of his dialogue. Yeah. Like it was I was so wondering. Yeah. Bad. It was, yeah. It was not yeah. in sync. It was no. it felt even like revoiced. Like maybe they had yes. someone else. I thought it was revoiced too. It I was felt also out of body. Yes, yeah. but I was questioning why is he even why is he even there? Odo has the keys to every you know, you know what I'm saying? Like Odo can well, get into anything. Well, I don't even know I why. I think this they guy's needed there. the audience to hear them describe, explain where they are. Okay. This is Ibadan's yeah. quarters. Or sometimes okay. you need exposition. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, All but right, then when so, they said his quarters, it didn't make it clear to me just even hearing that. It was that, on I wasn't, the ship. It's right. That, as opposed to the station, right? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So they uh Odo enters, the other guy leaves, and Odo's investigating. He's looking for clues. He goes to the, the computer display. And he finds a file with Ibadan's schedule of activities. And once again, the font used just reminds me of old school Apple computer. Robbie of old school DOS. You know what? I saw that and it actually, I saw what you meant too, Robbie, Mm -hmm. because my dad used to do the the computer programming Mm -hmm. uh, back in, oh golly, late 70s. Mm. And it reminded me of that weird little... Yes. Thing like, yeah. It was even orange, I think, which was the old DOS color was <laughs> mm-hmm. like orange letters and numbers. It's really weird. They didn't mm-hmm. upgrade it. Yeah. 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 Um, the last entry, it just says yes. Odo. Odo oh, right there. So now you're thinking, oh, something's going on here. Uh-oh. And, uh-oh. Uh-oh, Odo. Odo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-oh, yeah, I, Odo. Oh, he's getting framed right now. He is. I think yeah. he sees yeah. that that's happening. Uh, yeah. Now we're in Cisco's quarters. Keiko is sitting there making her case for establishing a school in the station. Cisco comments that Jake won't be spending time with the troublemaking Ferengi boy. Cisco approves the school idea. And after Keiko leaves, I love how it's so funny because growing up, you know, being dis- my parents would have a certain voice for st- 
for other people, like if they're talking on the phone. And then of when course. they hang up, they turn and the disciplined voice comes to us, right? Oh, so, yes. Yeah. Yes. So everyone's it's all like, very, hey, how are Hi, you? And then hang up and then how Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my favorite part of this scene is watching Sirot go, I thought Run. you didn't want to talk about this now. And then he runs away and hides in this. And then and Cisco and goes Cis- right after yeah. him. Cisco like, runs oh, after him. I'm like, oh, that my would not God. be good. <laughs> no, not no. if it was my mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, very funny tag at the end of that scene. Yeah. Um, we're in the infirmary. Kira, Dax, Odo, and Bashir are in this scene. Analysis has showed no new DNA traces in the hollow suite, which is so confusing. How can that be possible? According to Odo himself, the only way Ibudan could be murdered would be by someone who could get through the cracks in the locked door. A shape shifter. So it's Odo so who makes that here. exclamation. Yeah, I, he's like, turn, he's blaming yeah, he's like, himself right yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Well, Which he doesn't I know say he's, I did it, but he's just, he's, yeah. he's just saying, what could they, what, are, what is the only possibility? Right. Yeah. It's not, he's, he's probability. It has yeah. to be. It's almost like stream of consciousness. He's just, he's going through all the possibilities. It and then the only person who could do this would be a shape shifter. So that's kind of how I mm. analyze and this. And I scene. am a, I am a, bobbing head in between mm-hmm. in between oh, yeah, Odo were. and Kira yeah. my yeah. head is sort of like kind of... there and yes. I remember just hold still and it's like oh why am I here why are you even putting me <laughs> did in you have shot? a you didn't even have a line in this shot did she you did. have a line she in this said shot? there's no yeah no new oh you DNA said there's no new DNA yeah, yeah. yeah you said but that's that. it that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And then I'm in this weird, awkward spot. And then they reframe and I'm like in the center, just kind of, I have no body. I'm just between their shoulders. It happens again in a later scene. Too bad that you didn't have a hedge like in that, the Simpsons mean where, where, where yeah. Homer just falls into the, the hedge and disappears. That would like, have been you know, awesome. You could have I did that, that too. Yeah. yeah, I could have. Do you remember though, Terry, shooting those scenes when you're behind the people talking in the foreground and they want you to line up? So you're right between everybody. Mm-hmm. So you can toss your one line out. I remember doing this a hundred times. Yeah. Mm. And you and you're trying to like judge. You're where trying to judge where I should be. Where's the, and the camera and moves reaction, around? Not too big of a reaction. You don't yeah. want to yeah. be yeah. hammy in the background no. trying to get, hey, look yeah. at me. You're not trying no. to upstage everyone else. So you can't else even there. react normal like a normal person would. So you, it's just such an awkward, horrible. It's awkward. All I would think about is, am I in the right slot that they want me to yes. be in? That's all I would think about. I wouldn't think about my line or what's going on in the scene. No. Yeah. Your line, your line, my line. Your yeah. line, your line, your line, your line, my line. <laughs> my line. And if somebody skips a line, you're like, I'm going to miss it. Yep. <laughs> Can't okay. do it. Besides, Moving on. Mind numbing, isn't it? Yes, it can be. It can yes, be. It can be. Yes, we're wait it's till definitely. we get to those scenes. Mm-hmm. All right, now we're in ops, <laughs> and the constable and the major enter, discussing how everything involving the murder was just too darn convenient. Kira asks if he has an alibi, and Odo says that. To be honest, he was in his natural state, in a pail, in the back of his office. And we learn now that shapeshifters have to regenerate every 18 hours, a fact that was new to me. You know what was a fact that was new to me? What? I knew, I, I vaguely remembered that that um, Renee's character had to regenerate. Mm-hmm. I never knew that it was in a pail. Is oh, that didn't. what he always does? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's well, his pail. Yeah. Yes, it'd be like like your bed, right? It's your yeah. bed, yeah. right? But the pail well, the is pale. his bed. Well, because he are you saying that you would have chosen a pan or a tray, Robbie, if you were a shapeshifter as opposed I, to a pail? I don't even. I, I don't know. I don't what, know. No, would you rather? He, he's like goo. It's like sort yeah. of a 
jello. No, yeah, he's a gel, thing, but right? but you have a problem with the fact that it's a pale. I feel like well, that's what your some, issue is. That's it's the pale part. Like, why right. would you even have pales in the future? You don't need to mop or anything. You don't. Yeah, but need... he, he's gooey. Well, he needs to stay in the. He needs to be contained. You, in so a they just what do you, mean they you don't keep... have to mop. Why wouldn't you have to mop? What if someone the, threw up on the floor? Like... <laughs> I mean, we've got one of these at home now. What's the thi- the the vacuum that goes around by itself? What's it called? The lazy, uh, lazy. The, Roomba. The, the Roomba, the Roomba. Yeah, I got a Roomba. So you, we got a Roomba already. And I'm not even in the future. Like they've got to have machines that clean the floors and or or computers. Okay, you you brought up like, what pails. if someone throws up? That's what you said, Terry. Well, the yes. futuristic cleaning crew they could just beam the vomit into space like we'll take it here and beam it out there you got to recycle that we've talked about this oh, that, recycle okay. we'll it from here oh, right uh, into okay. the, uh, the oh, replicator oh, 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 oh. see now you just ruined it for her Robbie. Know, sorry. gosh darn it everything first organic the, gets recycled back poop, into the replicator now with the vomit see i disagree i, I disagree I with just, the, the poop comment because the poop is waste how can you take waste and make it into nutrition you see what i'm saying Robbie? Okay, but we out. take waste and turn it back into water we do we do because we, we separate. Do. Okay, all right, fine. So I, then maybe look, they I'm not a scientist. I don't know you science. You separate the nutrients out of the, out of the fecal poop, matter, of the fecal yeah. matter, and take the good part and put it back. Yeah, but I thought the part part of were absorbed by your body. I thought your body took the good stuff, and all everything in the poop is not good. That's what I, I just love that I got. Everything. I love that I got Terry to say, "Take the good part of the poop," <laughs> as if there's the good part of the poop. But she said it, so we're going to go with it. And okay. it's never come out of a prettier face than that, that never. comment right I'm there. I'm so glad. No. I don't think she's ever said that No, at a convention anywhere else until now. Until I the flyers. I'm horrified. Okay. The good part Ladies. of the poop. <laughs> God, you guys are hilarious. What show are we watching again? Anyway. <laughs> okay. What, yeah. What, what season is this? Okay. So um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, we learned that shapeshifters have to regenerate every 18 hours. Oda asked Kira, Kira to have Bashir go do a sweep of Ibudan's quarters to be able to get every little detail that they can. Yes. And CSI so can moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah CSI, CSI moment. moment. Exactly. Yes. Uh, and and uh, Odo leaves at the very end mm-hmm. and Kira looks away again. That look. That yeah. look, but it was the tightest close-up I've seen oh, in your show. So tight. But what did you right? read from that look, guys? What did you read from that look? I th- I read that she's worried about Odo, and she's not absolutely sure that he's innocent. Exactly. That's what I read. Right. There is one percent chance that he's guilty in her mind on that look. One percent. Like. She's like, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, because if yeah. something was going to trip him over that edge, yeah, the injustice. Yes. somebody getting out free is enough free. to send him over send the edge him. mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, to become a vigilante. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next up, we're in Corks. Rom is in working mode. He's overseeing the gambling tables while Keiko tags along, trying to convince him to allow Nog to go to school at hey, the school that she's going to. Is this the first time we see Rom actually having a conversation? Yes. yes. We first saw time him at the him. gambling table. Yay. We yeah. never heard him speak until this mm. scene. No. Yep. Max. No. Yep. So we get Max Gredenchik yeah. speaking finally. Uh, and, you know, he they talk back and forth. And Keiko almost convinces Rom to allow Nog to go to the school. Mm. But in the end, he says it'll never work out because his son or any Ferengi boy, for that matter, would never listen or learn from a female teacher. So there's some sexism going on in the Ferengi culture. They're horrifyingly bad. Well, I didn't know know much about them. So 
look at this. Now we're getting some well, more uh, 411 yeah. on them. Yeah. Armin gets a few kickers in there too. I mean, I'm sure he does. Quark. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Quark does, not, not Armin. Armin. Yeah, let's, Armin's let's, not let's sexist. make that distinction. No. Yes. Yes, I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> uh, all right. Any comments on, on this scene of uh, with Ram and, and Keiko? Well, I like how Keiko almost like she she gets his the things that are going to help convince him. So she talks about like, well, if he learns from other cultures, he can he can sell things to them. He yes. can learn their economics and how they do commerce. business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah commerce. And mm-hmm. Ron's like, wait a minute, you'll teach him these things. Mm-hmm. So he's tempted for a second. But then now nah, she's a female. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Uh, once again, excellent transition from Keiko crossing out of frame and then the camera picking up Mr. Zera having a conversation with the other Bajorans about the recent murder. He questions Odo's allegiance since he was the constable during the Cardassian occupation. So he feels like oh, there's some sketchy stuff going on with Odo. But Quark is the one who chimes in to defend Odo, who is arguably his main you know uh nemesis yeah nemesis throughout the the history that they've known each other uh, those two have always been at odds but here we have cork chiming in to say look he's not a murderer <laughs> i know that for a fact and off to the one side off to one side we see a mysterious older bajoran man in a cloak watching the conversation that zara is having and it kind of reminded me of that one guy from the beginning of the pilot that was staring at Cisco. Remember the? the I thought it was like a you thought yeah, it was him? <laughs> religious, yeah, yeah. B- oh, Bajoran, yeah, like I kind of look reminiscent like of that man. That guy, yeah. Yeah. it's the same actor. <laughs> they just recycled him. They used him again. There you go. They could have. It's possible. Well, All with right. the DNA, I mean, the whole game he's playing here is changing his DNA, so he could have mm-hmm. looked like anybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. he could have taken uh, the cover. Yes. Yeah. Next up, we have Ibadan's quarters. We have a very short scene with Bashir doing his scanning and analysis, getting to play with his various medical tools and gathering tools. So that's a lot of fun. I know that. Yeah, no, show, dia- no yeah, dialogue in this scene, but None. beautifully shot. Like yeah. Marvin mm-hmm. Rush did a great job. These low angles. I saw the camera down on the deck with the wide lens for the mm-hmm. wide shot, um, you know, going around Bashir's per- uh, Sid's performance in the scene was really, mm-hmm. you know, great showing that transition when he discovers something he seems to be happy with like he's yeah. found something in the in, in the dna or the, the csi thing sometimes mm-hmm. i think those are the the most fun scenes to do when yeah. you can hear the director just telling you what to do off camera and you're just doing your thing and yeah right yeah it's best next up we're in ops and we have mr zara and other bajorans have come to cisco with their concerns over the murderer who they all think is odo we see dax and kira there as well Kira dismisses Zara and the rest of the Bajorans. Kira argues in favor of Odo. Cisco says he has to relieve him of his duty now because of all the evidence, which is not a very popular uh, decision with Kira at all. No. That was the moment where I thought she really gave away her um, her insecurity or her the prob- possibility that he might have done it. Because right. she got oh. so defensive that it okay. felt like, yeah. wow, who yeah. couldn't understand that perspective? It's not personal. It's just mm-hmm. you can't yeah. be involved in an incident and mm-hmm. also investigate it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, Cisco's absolutely right here. The thing I noticed in the scene was there were it was a pretty big group of Bajorans. Like, yeah, I don't know, six, yeah. eight, ten people, even yeah. maybe somewhere between there, and they oh, all right. got on that lift. And all I could think of was, 
this is a Hollywood set. Like, can it hold all those people? <laughs> like, you were is waiting that, for that too many? <laughs> I was like, oh, did they do the engineering and is it safe? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, what nervous. I thought about that scene, I thought it was, it seemed that people's, the energy seemed too low for it being the end of that scene. Mm-hmm. When when does Cisco dismiss him? Uh, yeah. It is actually dismiss who? You Ke- mean, uh, no, no. Kira no, Ke- dismisses Zara. Kira She's dismisses. like, thank you, okay. get out of here. Thank and you then, for yeah. coming. I got get ahead out of, of myself. Yeah, and it just mm-hmm. felt like the whole crowd should have been a little more. They just felt like their energy, like they just got done with lunch, and yeah, they were very civilized, very and, reasonable. Yeah, and they my, weren't. No. And that's not really how they're feeling. No, no, no. And my issue was they were so docile, not only in their energy because it looked look like post-lunch but also how they were blocked they were all standing yeah. there very very like sedate yeah. and very yes. orderly and but in actuality all of them should have been very edgy right and very sort of uh, like oh and i'm even pissed whispering i'm pissed. to each other yes there should have been some movement and it was just yeah we're gonna stand here like choir boys who, terry like who were your ad's on ds9 who were your ad's do you remember your first, the AD. first ad's um BC Cameron. Uh-huh. And um there was a guy named Paul, but I want to I'm not sure if I oh. think he was the rotating first mm. with BC. You know how they didn't do every yeah. single right. one. Yeah, there's always two. Um, yeah. yeah, I think Paul was Paul the and other BC. one. Okay. And there was another gentleman and I can't think of his name. Hmm. It's gosh, it's thirty years, 30 ago. years ago. If I had a call no, no. sheet, it'd be so nice to be able to go. Well, we can oh. we could look it up. I was just I was curious because the first ads are the ones that direct the background performers. Directors, like if I'm directing a an episode of a show, I can't talk to the background performers because as soon as the director talks to them, they want an up. You know, they are are entitled to an upgrade, a bump as an yeah. actor. Yeah, a bump. Wow. So. So the first ADs have to talk to them. So in that situation where they were all docile, I wonder if uh, the first AD had not communicated or the director had not noticed or, mm-hmm. you know, that's often it's it's a it's a place or that even, the ball gets dropped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I and I would let me ask you this, then. Is that a thing where the first there's some responsibilities to being a first AD to yes. to pave the pathway to become a director so that when you're the director, you're that. I think it's part of, yeah. The first AD's job is to direct the, yeah. the performances of the background so that, yeah, if you did move up, you've got some practice with communicating how to, how to give an, uh, you know, an acting performance, but you're just the first AD only does it with the background. Mm-hmm. But a lot yeah. of times the background, I, I'll admit, even as a director, I often don't pay as much attention to the background because I'm focused in on, the actor and I want to look at their eyes right. and see if I'm getting the nuance and detail. So I'm not looking behind them at, at bad background right. performances. No. You know? well, so you the first ADs have to be on that. Yeah. 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 You know, what's interesting. Oh, yeah. I, I, I now it's now making me remember Robbie, the times that Jerry would be talking to, you know, the background saying, okay, guys, keep in mind, you gotta do this. There were times that when we had a lot of extras, if we were um, yeah. in wherever it was on location and we had a bunch of, of extra background people, I remember actually helping him now. 
Like I oh, was, really? I, yeah, yeah. I would say to some, you know, some other extras, Hey guys, yeah, make sure you do that. Like, I, and I know that that was not my place to do that, but I felt like when it was that many extras, some of them were maybe too, too far away to hear. I don't know. So I felt like I hey, as an I'll actor, yeah. as, a, as a principal actor, if you notice people around you are not engaged in the scene in the way mm-hmm. they need to be, that's absolutely appropriate. Okay. Uh, so it's okay that I but did that. Then. It's not okay for a director only because of the contracts. You Got can't. It. Yeah. You can't and you know what, what you were doing, that's like team spirit. Yeah. Like we're all in the same thing. Yeah, no, I was yeah. the you Voyager know, cheerleader. Makes, yeah. They're actors. They just yeah. don't have lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Where's where we go next? Infirmary? We are in the infirmary. Yeah. So okay. Bashir has found something. Seerfurane fragments near the matter reclamation unit. Further analysis shows DNA fragments. He tells Odo that he thinks Ibudan was performing some kind of medical experiment on his ship. So he decides to set up a bioregenerative field to enhance. Oh my god! I thought I got away from Technobabble, but here we go again. So yeah, here we go. So he tells Odo, he tells Odo that he thinks Ibudan was performing some kind of medical experiment on his ship. He he decides to set up a bioregenerative field to enhance cellular development to give him an idea of what Ibudan was up to. And now Odo is called to Cisco's office, and he puts like a little petri dish. Yeah, a small into a tank like a of fish liquid. tank yeah. of liquid yeah. and it starts bubbling so he's yes. accelerating this petri dish yes. DNA it's going to grow into something so we don't yes. know yet but very and, exciting and they made exciting. that happen because on the bottom of that petri dish was a small piece of Alka-Seltzer so the minute it got into that water it started bubbling yes I, I made That's that about, up okay. probably what they did <laughs> Okay. Um, we're in Cisco's office. Cisco relieves Odo of duty and places Kira and Dax in charge of the investigation. O- Odo doesn't really, I don't know. I mean, he takes it in stride. He realizes what's going on and he's just like, okay. No, he doesn't. Well, I he, don't think it. Does he, he burst he out gets, of there? No, he. but he gets really no. intense when he says. Uh, yes. He talks about, you don't know me. You have no reason to believe I wouldn't kill Ibadan. He's, he's kind of saying he's kind of saying I could do this. Like he gets very yeah. intense. He gets, he, he's, I think yeah. he's very, he, I think he understands the relief of being relieved of duty, mm-hmm. but, but um, that's what I'm saying that he takes that in stride. He doesn't say like, okay, I'm going to keep my position. Screw you. He's no, like, but fine, it's, when, I'm, no, I'm it's when Cisco says, I don't think I personally, I don't think you're responsible for this. That's when Odo's like, really? Really? You don't think capable. I could be responsible? Yeah. I'm not yeah. capable of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets really- You don't know me. Okay, and then, so, then yeah. he gets really that scary, calm, intense. I'll take yeah. care of my own yeah. interests. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever remembered him talking that calmly like that. It was like, uh-oh. I'd rather have you yelling at me than that yeah. kind of mad at me. Do you, I have a question about that scene. So behind Cisco yeah. was a, mo- a moving star field. Yes. Do you have a, we had a Starfield that was on like this merry-go-round. Yes. You had the same thing? They had yes. the oh, same thing. that's yeah. cool. Well, it works so well. Why would you reinvent it? Exactly. Yeah. So we copied, yeah, ours copied yours, basically. Oh yeah, we copied yours. Mm-hmm. And we um, copied Next Gen. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you don't must think that they all shared technology. <laughs> I wonder, Robbie, I wonder if our Starfield was TNG Starfield they left behind for us to use. That's Probably. what I'm thinking. I think it, I right? think it was. Yeah. Very yeah. The crew so, yeah. was very familiar with that moving Starfield. Yeah, they knew. I remember yeah. right out of the gate, they were like, oh, the moving Starfield. Yeah. <laughs> you got to roll that thing over here and oh, light it goodness. just right. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it looks pretty cool. cool. So Odo is, has been relieved of duty. He He walks out of the office and as he's heading through the promenade, to his office, 
he finds out that his entire office has been trashed. People have written stuff on the walls. Quark arrives. They have actually. It's a. Re- I like this scene between Quark and Odo. Um, their conversation. Oh yeah. was, was a really. <laughs> it was, there was many layers going on here. It was right? all about yeah. subtext. This. Oh scene. my yes. god. Yes, yeah. it was. They're they're mm-hmm. sort of pretending to argue and be combative <laughs> with each other, but yeah. yeah. But they're not. They're yeah. both showing that they really like each other, respect each other, care yeah. about each other. Yeah. And yeah, uh, especially that Cork is trying to help by saying, mm-hmm. I tried to find some information out. Right. Led yeah. to nowhere. Yeah. But Odo even. Oh, no. He Odo was, it, it, yeah, he got some info. It didn't lead to completely nowhere. He, he said, well, well, he just kind of hung out with other Bajoran help. dissidents. That's it. You know, that's what but he was saying. Didn't know, offered... I mean, it didn't really help him very much. It, yeah. Until Did the it? end, it does in the end because it tracks to oh, the end. Does? If you think about it, because that that whole scene where he finally finds him at the very okay. end, right? We, yeah, we won't jump the button. We what? What happens? Nothing. Nothing. No, but I do want to say, uh, Odo in this scene says, "Quark, you think you could use a shapeshifter in your organization?" And there's yes. this long pause. Yeah. Yes. And Armin played it, it so great. It's like uh, a lot. He's like. Wait, are you serious? He's like, are you serious? Yeah, it was, uh, it was absolutely. It you was a, had, you almost had you, me. You almost had me, exactly. That was the richest yeah, moment in this brilliant. entire episode. So yeah. good. That, yeah, that was my favorite moment in the yeah. episode. Yeah. Really good. Really good. All mm-hmm. right. So uh, we are now in the infirmary again. We have yes. Cisco, Dax, and Bashir in this scene. And the tissue is growing exponentially. It and looks like a, a turkey. It looks like it, a Thanksgiving it, it turkey looks like in something. the water. Yeah. Pretty gross. Yeah. It looked like a turkey, didn't yeah. it? It had the shape Gelatinous. of like. I Gelatinous. Just, I just curses. thought like it looked like, like a lump of flesh. I didn't think about turkey at all. Oh. I didn't what? Think, yeah, but maybe because rem- it's close to Thanksgiving and you're thinking it looks like turkey. Maybe that's why. Maybe. Terry, you remember it in person? What did it look like in person? Yeah. Like my worm, it- kind of. Like they made the same oh. stuff out of or Dax. Oh, yeah. You're, you're symbiont yeah. and yeah. that same kind of rubbery gooey yeah. thing that so you know you you, you like should play have with when you're eight yeah so terry as dax yeah. in the background of that scene you should have said oh, it's my cousin is what you should have said <laughs> but you didn't <laughs> you didn't go there okay uh the tissue is growing exponentially Bashir talks about having to now transfer it into a like a larger container to keep it growing how because they yeah. don't know how big this thing's going to grow is it going to be the size of an elephant is it going to be the size of a car we don't know we have no clue but he wants to transfer it. well it's humanoid it's so. humanoid it's humanoid, but it could be maybe a really not big an human. elephant. Okay, it maybe could. not elephant. It could be a giant. <laughs> it could be like Andre the Giant, something like that. Okay, maybe. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Moving on to corks, Cisco and Bajir. Oh, this is Bajir. by the way in the in the infirmary. Are you back, back um, in there? Go. Cisco says to Dax, "Care for lunch?" And mm. Bashir's facing the other way, and Bashir goes, "Sure." <laughs> and then Dax, they both noticed that Bashir <laughs> thought he was being invited. But it, it was really for Dax. And Dax says, no, sorry, I can't make it. So I guess the, they're having lunch. But, then- but the look on, on his face, on, on Sadiq's <laughs> face was the best. He's like, he's it's, it's this huge When he smile. turns it, he's like, he I, turns it <laughs> I get to go to have lunch then, I guess. Yeah. With the commander. Commander. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're going to bond. <laughs> totally. Uh, all right. So we're at we are at Quarks now, and Cisco yes. and Bashir are indeed having lunch together. Yes. They're chatting about Dax. Uh, Cisco is telling Julian that if he's interested in Dax, he has no ob- objection, none at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. He's just he makes it clear. I, I have no romantic interest towards Terry. Dax. I, I have a question. Is that true? I mean, I don't want you to like spoil the series, but 
Is that oh, true Cisco? that Cisco never had romantic moments, questions with oh, Jax? No. No. That's not true, right? Yes. No. There, which is it does he have romantic feelings at some point no how can he ever that was his curzon was Dax his was his mentor and father figure he's not going to want to you know he but just bashir, saw me as that but okay but bashir I, is saying in this like this is a new body it's partially this the symbiont or whatever is taking on this new host element so it yeah. wouldn't be like having a relationship with your old mentor exactly it would be no, it could probably be even better because you're like, wow, you're like my mentor and best friend. And now and now you're now, a woman. <laughs> and, and now you have stuff to play with. Yeah. That's what that's what Bashir is saying in the scene. But Cisco is pretty much shutting it down, going, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. I just don't know well, if I believe him. Yeah. I don't know what to say because there's parts of this that it feels like that we shouldn't say too much because mm-hmm. it's kind of okay. nice to don't have tell this me, like yeah, Robbie, you're, you're going it. too far forward, I think. So yeah. But I can't help it. I want to know. I know. You're so interested right now. I can so help it don't... by saying, yes, no. You'll my have mother, to see. My mother, my sister, my daughter. <laughs> hey, I'll just have to wait uh, and see them. All right. So yeah. during this scene, we do see Odo entering and sitting down at the bar. And immediately the other bar patrons treat him like he's the plague. And they all scatter. They leave. Even Morn, who doesn't say a word, leaves too. He's like, nope, can't deal with That's... him. Yeah, it's very sad. That's it's really sad. Very sad. Yeah. Yes. We jump over to the schoolroom, the classroom. Desks, which obviously, I don't know how they found these desks that had computers already stuck on them. Um, or yeah, they, they look they, like they, school desks. They welded them up, but the computer's part of the desk they made and the table. Them. They made yeah. them. They welded them. They, they, replicated they created them. They replicated they replicated them. Yeah. They're being brought in while Keiko is setting everything up in the classroom. O'Brien comes in with Molly, little Hannah. My goodness. How oh, old was she? How old was she, was she then? Was she five, four, three? Oh, she maybe. seemed like three she or looked, four. Yeah. She seemed like Ooh. three or four. She's so obviously young. small, a small yeah. person anyway. Yeah. yeah. But she was just, God, they would have to coerce her and bribe her mm. she did not enjoy being there mm. oh, oh well. i know well, she, poor little thing. it broke your heart lo- when you're watching it as an adult you're like okay yeah i have kids ever they're never they're not going to be put through that yeah it's right it, it's because difficult. it really messes with them most of yeah yeah most formative definitely. years you're getting paid to do you're getting bribed to do yeah. things yeah mm-hmm. and you're around adults like you know film crews and and Set well, we should have we should have her on because uh, it would be interesting to oh, hear right amazing. from her what it was like for her. Oh yeah, I have absolutely. Her num- I have her number, so we can go ahead and call her and have her. Perfect. Yes, we will. I de- love definitely her. She's get her such on. a good person. Yeah, uh, adult Hannah is, is definitely a really cool cool person. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, She's O'Brien. Tough. Yeah. So O'Brien, along with Molly, um, O'Brien has also brought a present, a gift, and as Keiko opens it up. We see that it is a school bell, which is very nice and so uh, cute. Yeah, it's very cute. Very but, sweet gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the same time that it's, we have this sweet moment. Now we hear some ruckus going on outside. So Miles has to leave to investigate. And now we see in the promenade that Odo is being followed by a mob calling him murderer. Odo locks himself in his office. And now O'Brien sees all this and he hails Kira. 
asks for more uh, uh, backup, some security to come down. Then he hails Cisco and says, you better show up too. So the whole gang heads on over to the promenade to uh, see what's going on. Any comments on this little quick scene here at all? I felt like there should have been more background performers. It felt a little thin to me. They were, okay. it was like, you wanted it was to... a little Keystone Cops. Like they okay. were all jammed together yeah. and they were sort of moving and there around. Should be people that are still just having their business that have nothing to do with this. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Yeah. felt like they needed another 20, 30, 40 extras it, in this it, team. I would say to me, fill it out. Another 200. It looked like it was two in the morning <laughs> yeah. and we got to just rally everybody we can. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot it and get home. It's Friday night, yeah. <laughs> two in <Yeah>. the morning. <laughs> Probably was. There you go. It felt a little like Frankenstein too, like the old mm. Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, when they chase wow. after torches wow. and they're yeah. coming after the monster, mm -hmm. the freak That's shapeshifter. Fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Odo yeah. should have made Frankenstein Shifter. type of sounds too. He should have oh, made those gosh. sounds. Too. No, that wouldn't. That hurts. <laughs> All right, it's let's sad. move on. It's yes. sad. It's sad. Let's move it on. We are now. We cut to the infirmary. Bashir is looking at how big this organism has grown. It's it's big. It's bigger than a turkey now. It's it's getting to human size yes. at this point. Yes. Um, we jump back to the promenade. The mob, including Zera, are yelling at Odo, calling him a freak, a murdering shifter. Cisco has arrived and he orders O'Brien to bring more security. Kira is there as well, and she makes some suggestions to help control the crowd. So we're back in the infirmary, and Dax is analyzing the chromatin pattern and exclaims that it's humanoid. Bashir agrees, and a light bulb goes off. He asks Dax to run a chromosome analysis. He is clearly onto something. As an audience member, we still have no clue what it is, but he's onto something. I, I had a thought about this scene, by the way, hmm. because Dax does say the thing that is the key to solving this whole mystery. She says, mm. well, it's definitely humanoid. So she's mm -hmm. done an, enough analysis. I wish that they had let Dax have a little more of the process of discovery and actually mm. intentionally saying, wait a minute, Bashir, I know what you need. This is, this is the data you need. And I figured it out because it's kind of like accidental. She sort of tosses it off it's yeah it's definitely humanoid as if it means nothing okay and he's the one so, i wish right. she had been the one because okay. i i still don't feel like i know dax well enough yeah so this like, is like a missing she... scene for you almost at this point yes. like having oh, dax have more yes. comment because she's a science officer maybe she's the one that comes up with the discovery as opposed to our resident doctor right i okay. felt like yeah it's such a big turning point it would have been a great moment to give her that right that agency of Right. figuring it out and giving him the the solution mm -hmm. anyway thank you robbie yes yeah. of course yeah uh we're back at the promenade uh cisco has now pushed through to join the other security personnel that are standing in front of odo's door it's a combination of bajoran and starfleet that are standing there sort of blocking the the mob from getting to odo cisco tries to talk sense into them do not condemn this man because he is different than you are zara says well, we are condemning him because of the evidence. To which Cisco says, you know what? Take that evidence to a court of law, not this vigilante crap. Uh, Bashir quickly bursts in saying that the murdered man was not Ibudan. To which Odo's like, what? I mean, <laughs> Odo's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Bashir tells everyone to follow me. So they get back to the infirmary where we find out that it's a clone. And they know this because of gene sequencing degradation. That's how they figure out that it's a clone. And Odo has an idea on how to locate the real Ibudan. 
and we go mm-hmm. to his quarters in his ship where the really really creepy guy in the hood the bajoran the, older guy the shows up guy the with the beard guy. Yes. yeah which we also see we do see him one other time when they're calling him names uh and everything in the promenade and then we see him walking into the quarter into his quarters ibadan's quarters and, and he thinks point, he's alone this guy yeah, he does yeah. old he does thinks and he's alone the, for a minute right. he walks past a chair and that chair morphs into odo uh he starts questioning him what are you doing here odo starts questioning him back and this gentleman's name is la monet which I kept thinking is the money. <laughs> La Monet. I don't know. No, that's funny. La Monet. I know that's not how you say money in French, but it's still Lemony. to me, it was funny. He's La Monet. Yeah. Lemony. So all these questions. And he says, we have no record of your arrival. We don't have this. We don't. And the questioning becomes more and more intense. A struggle breaks out. Odo then ends up pulling a mask off of La Monet as if it is uh, is something Mission from Impossible. Mission Impossible with yes. Tom Cruise. Yes. And it, that yes. whole mask comes off. And with if you think Peter about Graves, it. With Peter Graves, the yes. real one. Yes. 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 That was the influence I felt. The writers were like pulling in. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, that was there. Um, and I love that last line where he's got him in that chokehold. And he's Odo says, killing your own clone is still murder. And I was like, yeah, you're right. It's still murder, regardless if it's yeah. your clone or not. Right. Um, we then killing your to, own clone is murder, which is kind of like Tuvix on our show. Don't bring Get that up. It. Don't bring that up here. Our captain Robbie. got rid of a clone, accidental clone that mixed up two of our series regulars yeah. in a, two a, a transporter Neelix, accident. Yeah. Transporter accident. And she had to decide whether to keep that accident alive or kill it to be able to go back to the original two. Yeah. Very yeah. controversial episode. Big wow. time. Um, yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. And we know Odo's opinion, killing your own clone is murder. So we know where he would stand yeah. on the Tuvix question. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you're ever on stage and everyone goes, hey, Terry, do you know anything about Voyager? You, you could say like, well, I could say, do you think Tuvix should have lived or not? And everyone's going to go, uh, their hands will be raised. Oh, up I think it's very divisive. Yeah. Yes, it's very divisive. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we have an exterior shot of the station and we have the commander's log telling us that Ubadan Ubudan. I'm pronouncing everyone wrong today. Ibudan was turned over to the Bajoran authorities and life on the station is slowly getting back to normal. The very final scene, we're in the school classroom. Keiko asks the computer for the time. It's 0907 hours. So clearly everyone is seven minutes late. It's going to start at 0900, but Ben and Jake arrive. So Keiko looks at them and says, well, I guess you're right. I mean, maybe people aren't going to come. And then quickly, right around the corner, Rom shows up with Nog. And I love how mm-hmm. he doesn't want Nog sitting anywhere no. near Jake. He's he like, him on the other side of the room. Boy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But the, the great thing is that both dads are saying the same thing about the you other can't person's be friends kid. With like the, that. Yeah. You can't be friends with that kid. You know, he's a troublemaker. Uh, two more Bajoran kids show up and they sit down and we have a nice little ending of this episode. So there you go. Yeah. Yay school. Yay. Yay school. Structure. <laughs> Okay, so let's let's talk about the lesson from this episode. Yes. Robbie, what is your lesson slash theme slash moral of this episode? I think I think my biggest takeaway wasn't as much the murder mystery like detective work. Hmm. It was mob mentality. That's what I got. Mm-hmm. That's where mm-hmm. my head went. Mm-hmm. How how dangerous mob mentality is or can be, and it's often misguided. That often mobs get wound up about something that is not really 
uh, based in reason or fact. So that's what happened in mm. this for, for Odo. And that was my takeaway. So what kind of you? don't let the emotions get the best of you in a way. Is that what you're kind of getting to? Cause like, yeah. that's what a mob mentality, they let the emotions control they the them. Emotion, they sort of feed off of the, the larger group. They yeah. sort of join in. You sort they of join thinking. in. Right. Yeah. They stop having yeah. their own opinion exactly. and they start and they, just mm-hmm. adopting the leader's yeah. point. Oh, well, right. So and so believes so that leader, then I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Well, follow they must that. know more information mm-hmm. than I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my lesson is more from Cisco's comment, which I read earlier. Do not condemn this man because he is different than you are. And of course, my perspective being a Chinese American raised in America, <laughs> a predominantly white country, that is a is a huge issue. And I think that's a, a, a big lesson. I think racism is the cause of a lot of strife mm-hmm. in this world that we live in, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And um, I think right now people have to just realize that a human being is a human being. It doesn't matter what color the person is. It doesn't matter yeah. what gender the person is. It doesn't matter what language that person speaks. They're the mm-hmm. same as you are. It's All another right, human got- being. You know? We've got mob mentalities bad, mm-hmm. and everybody's a human. Mm-hmm. Don't be biased. And yeah. Terry, for our final lesson. <gasps> oh, final mm. lesson. I agree with both of you on this. Both of you on this. I would just add, maybe it's a lesson too for each of us to take pause mm-hmm. and really think before we jump onto a bandwagon. Right. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people don't take pause they jump right into action without thinking yeah well the mob certainly did and Mm -hmm. actually um you know odo did too by just grabbing this guy he hadn't done anything yet he was just Mm -hmm. in quarks he hadn't done anything right there was Mm -hmm. nothing there was no reason for his panties to be in a twist Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i also think like yeah what's that saying uh things aren't always what they appear mm-hmm. you know that that's book. a that's a lesson don't, here don't like, judge a book by its cover exactly. yeah yeah because cisco and rom were both judging the other fathers and the other kids you know don't hang right. out with that kid don't mm-hmm. just just blaming the other kid too for being the yeah. bad kid yeah punishing yeah. your own child yeah yeah great lessons Great lessons. There you go. Well, and also how about uh, Keiko having that moment of just needing to settle in for the idea when you're having a big change in your life, you Mm -hmm. have to let things just be in the present moment too, to try to figure Mm -hmm. it out. You can't bully it into happening. And she found her way on her own. And it Mm -hmm. was sweet that O'Brien was trying to fix it. But the truth was, it was her journey she was frustrated with. And she was clear about that, but he wasn't quite hearing that. Yeah. 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 He was trying to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Male writers, they know that. They know that story, (laughs) though. But I think they got that really well. They wrote that well for a woman because you could see that she just needed to figure it out. All right. Well, we've come to the end of this episode. Unfortunately, we want to thank Terry for joining us for this one. It's been wonderful. Everyone, Mm -hmm. please stay tuned next week when we will be recapping and discussing the episode Babel with none other than Armin Shimmerman. So that's going to be a lot of fun as well. And for all of our Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. All right, everyone. See you next week. Mm -hmm.